Hi, and welcome to the second part of our Lithuanian farmhouse brewing uh, sessions. Again, we had Lars Marius Garshal from Norway, who is the expert on farmhouse brewing generally. He is, I still highly recommend you look out his book, Historical Brewing Techniques. It's interesting from technical and also cultural point of view. This session, though, was led by Simonis Gatautas, who is the head brewer at Dundulis Brewery in Lithuania. So he gave us uh, another presentation into the technicalities of farmhouse brewing, how it works. And then we went from there into a discussion um, and a bit of a tasting of beers and stuff. So it was quite interesting. Our panel, of course, Lars was there. Our panel again was Dr. Christina Wade, historian, archaeologist and beer judge. Morris DC, the owner of Canvas Brewery. And Richard Sibley, the owner of Black Donkey Beer. So I won't hold you. I think you'll enjoy this. If it teases, if you want to see the actual slides, then check out the videos on beerfest.com, where you can also register to take part in any of our sessions. It's free. One one registration gets you into all of them. And of course, if you like this podcast, I would ask you to please leave us a, a rating on wherever you wherever you read it, wherever you hear it, rather. Um, so thanks again, and here's Simmons. So we're having our second part on the Lithuanian beers this week. Um, last week, as you know, or two weeks ago, because we were postponed, Lars gave us an introduction on the history, the culture, the type of beers, and why Lithuania managed to preserve those as um, uniquely in Europe, and why they're they're able to still uh, you know, get farmhouse beers in Lithuania. So this week, Simonis is going to go through with us and... He's going to pick three beers that he's brewed in Dundulis, and he's going to go through with the people here on exactly how he brewed them, the history of you know where they would have come from, how he brewed them, how maybe that might vary a little bit compared to the original farmhouse. Um, and that's the idea. So we have our panel here again. We have Christina, we have Richard from Black Donkey, and Morris from Canvas should be joining us. And um, Lars is here as well. So hopefully between that, they'll be able to get a lot of the questions and they have a sample of the beers. So it should be should be pretty interesting. So on that, I think I'll pass it over to you, Simonis, if that's okay. Okay. So first of all, I think I will I need to talk about uh, real brewing, uh, farmhouse brewing. So I will show you presentation of uh, how... Uh, how people grew originally in in, in countryside in, in Lithuania. So I'm uploading now uh, the, this presentation. So uh, this is like uh, brewing regions of Lithuania uh, where this brewing tradition has survived. So Lithuania is quite small country, but uh, we can see uh, what the north of Lithuania is, uh, this brewing tradition is uh still alive and mostly uh, uh mo most of the brewers are in this birge and pasvalis uh, yellow uh, region <clears throat> so if we, we could go to the next slide um, and another slide <laughs> yeah so this is like the key features of lithuanian farmhouse brew so, uh the the beer is the ales are not boiled raw ales 
which are rich in proteins, so it's good for your stomach and you can eat, it's like a food. <laughs> uh, these brewers uh, are using local unmodified malts and we are producing the malts. So the brewing process usually starts from uh, making the young malts. So all the brewers, also most of the brewers are using local hops and uh, the feature of uh, uh, one of the key f features of the Sydney Farmhouse Brew is uh, boiling the hop tea because the beer is unboiled. So the, you need to in, uh, introduce the hops to the beer. So you need to boil the hop tea. Also, uh, one of the key features is using uh, uh, local yeast, which are still survived from, I don't know, ancient times. Fermentation is very rapid uh, and, and in the high temperatures. If uh, 25 uh, Celsius is low temperature and we call it cool fermenting. So usually mostly we ferment up uh, under uh, 37, 35, like uh, mother milk temperature. <laughs> so, and the beer is high in carbonization, as you can see in this uh, like image. So we can go to the to another slide. So that is how looks the equipment. Actually, in this slide we can see like two brew two breweries because you need to if you want to need you need to, uh, two vessels if you want to brew mostly. So you need to mash mash them. This is uh, like a simple ton, uh, usually made from wood. And uh, Lauterton, which is that one with the stick in, in, in it. Uh, and fermentation, but sometimes it, it, you, mostly the mash tun is used for fermentation. And if you make, a, uh, for example, you can make two, two beers in, uh, at one brewing process. You can make weak beer and uh, more high, uh, stronger. So you can uh, use two watts. Uh, one for weaker uh, uh, ale, one for stronger, and another equipment which is not, which is like shovel, uh, buckets, and so on. We can pass to another slide. So this is, uh, yeah, mashing. So uh, now in nowadays, mostly uh, brewers use 100% uh, uh, of barley, and. Uh, uh, but in like early times, people used to use peas, wheat, oats, and uh, other ingredients, and other like uh, grains. <coughs> if in other uh, in Birja and Pasvalis, which is uh, we we like the strong ales, so we use sugar. But sugar we used not for increasing the ABV. The alcohol, but uh, lowering the body. We said, say what uh, we put sugar to lower the body because we can't drink uh, if the beer is without sugar. It's 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 like uh, the ham. You you can you can eat it. <laughs> so you, we we lowering the body with the sugar. So uh, in some occasions where is. Uh, 100% of wheat, we, uh, we, we were to brew 100% of wheat uh, uh, BS, like for 
for some uh, festivals, harvest fest and so on. Uh, some uh, uh, brewers also use to uh, dry malt in uh, saunas. So uh, some of these uh, beers are from the smoked malt and uh, we have very intensive smoke, smoking, smoky taste. Also, there is uh, uh, BS of uh, up to 100% of rye. It's usually this Captinus beer. And uh, like other uh, malt mixtures, as we, uh, we were talking about, in, we were talked about uh, malt bills in, in previous session. So people used to uh, say, uh, used to use not the best grains. And so we mixed the uh, grains for the BS. Uh, if we can pass to the other slide. So <clears throat> this is uh, what the, we have still survived mashing uh, styles or techniques in, in Lithuania. So it, just simple infusion, infusion mashing, which is, I think, mostly used. And uh, uh, another is infusion mashing with hot stones introduced. Some, some brewers use hot iron to, to, to increase temperatures. So, uh, and uh, this hot stones are used to increase the temperature before lautering to like, to, after the main mashing, we're in increasing the temperature in nowadays. And the, uh, the last, which is most interesting is uh, baking uh, the, the mash breads in oven. So it's Captinis beer. We can, we will, today we will taste two of these uh, mashing styles. One would be like Akmeninis a, a stone mashing. And the last one would be Captinis mashed in oven. So the next slide. If, so how it, the brewery looks like. So it's, uh, this is, uh, famous Simonitis brewer, and he always uh, brews, brew, uh, brews his beer in uh, sauna. So this is uh, sauna. It looks a bit like me, me, such a black because uh, this is like um, sauna without chimney. So it's all the, all the uh, fumes are going in, inside. So so first, what uh, the uh, brewer is doing is just crushing the malt, mixing with the boiling wa water, almost the boiling water. And uh, the temperature is uh, strange, but it's measuring with fingers. So it's they're sticking the, the finger into the mesh and telling, oh, it's good, or it's, we need to increase to, to add more water or someone... So we don't use usually any thermometers for 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 such a for a mashing. Uh, next slide. So it's just uh, you you can see these two watts. One is uh, this mashing time. So it, he is covering now it and will wait for for two six hours uh, for to all the mash process to uh, to complete. And uh, <clears throat> this is why so long, uh, because the people uh, have many, uh, so they are busy in the farm, in the farms, in the, so we do 
other things in the in the countryside for example feeding the the, the cows or or animals so the, the brewing process is just uh, always it's combining with the other works so so the brewer uh, so that that is why the mashing process is so so long and another slide yeah it's depending on the mashing style so after the the main process mashing completes uh, the for example some people some people to increase the temperature of the mesh we uh, hot stones or iron so it's how it looks the stone in the mesh so another slide <clears throat> and if it's kept in his beer so uh, the the brewer puts the 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 thick part of the mesh uh, to the to the oven nowadays we use like metal uh, metal uh, is forms for for to put the mesh in it and bake uh, uh, in previous time we just mixed the mesh with the straw and uh, formed such a loaves and then bake another slide so the uh, this is like how the traditional uh, oven looks like, uh, and its uh, oven temperature varies from 340, 400 degrees. And yeah, another slide. And that is the uh, baked bread looks. So it's uh, it's that mash breads are baked for three, four hours, then it beco becomes brown and to toasty question is formed on, on the top yep yeah another so this is uh how the uh, hope garden looks in brewers yeah all the most of the brewers are growing their own hops and this is how the hop yard uh, looks in in this so the the, the, the people are growing these their own hops and using for them for making maybe uh, these hops in another slide so uh, this is how the hop tea is boiled so some uh, brewers brew several hop teas uh, one for example one is for bittering another is for aroma so one uh, one uh, Hop tea ton uh, is brew, uh, is boiled for one an hour, and hour is for fifteen minutes. And uh, people are uh, just have the the own uh, quantities of the uh, of the hops they use for 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 the beer. It depends for, on the harvest and the bitterness of the of the hops. So it's uh, usually it's. Uh, 201 kilo uh, local hops per 50 kilos of a malt and uh, a slide yeah so as uh, so i was talking about this is uh, hop tea is boiled for 30 minutes up to two hours depends on brewer yep so uh the hop tea so the the, the liquid part is separate from solid part and uh, this liquid part is used for mixing it with the board and the liquid part is used for for like lautering 
the word through these hops. And next slide. Oops. Yep. So this is how the uh, lautering looks like. The uh, the brewer controls the, the the all the flow of this word with this stick. It's if in the next slide we, I think it will be ah okay it's so it uh, it's uh, this stick is used for for controlling the word flow so it can put it push push it up more and the 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 word will be the flow would be strong uh, higher so um, yeah and uh, the filter bit how uh, you need to prepare the filter bit bef before so uh, the filter in the louder tune is uh, the like the base base of a filter is made from the wooden sticks and uh, uh, to 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 be like a the layer works basement of uh, of all filter and holds the heavy mesh and the other slide will see uh, uh, yeah so and other slide we see is uh, how the this sticky which is called the voile is prepared uh, it, it is uh, like wrapped with the straws and uh, and it's like the straws are the, like the, the main filter and some some brewers are using uh, like linen and uh, others can use juniper branches for for making such a uh, filter some some uh, in the previous session we also heard about raspberry stems and even pea stems are used for 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 filter and next slide yeah it's um, when the, the the this mash is prepared the the brewer transfers the uh, the mash to the lauterton and the uh, next slide yeah it's uh, the same slide the brewer uh this uh, is now lautering uh, the 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 word and controlling the word stream by lifting the the stick up and down. Next slide. Yes. If um, so, he uses the 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 word as as like uh, it decides uh, what strong the beer should be, and it's uh, according to this. Is he needs he adds more water, boiling water on it. And next. So this is how the uh, brewer tastes and uh, measures the the OG of the word, uh, word. So it's it's measured always by tasting it. And uh, uh, if the the word is not sweet enough, so some brewer sets sugars, sugar or honey to the word. Yeah, it's fermentation. This is the famous Simonitis yeast in this jar. Uh, if we go to the next slide, we will see the process. Yes. So, as I told, uh, the mash tun is used for uh, for fermentation, uh, and um, this fermentation starts very vigorously. And uh, I think, as I remember this how it looks looked like it was about 40 minutes after we pitch the yeast so it's very 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 vigorous fermentation next slide yes yeah, 
we have a, like tradition on the contrary to the uh, Norwegians we we are not shouting when we put the yeast uh, we we are whispering the pray for the yeast all, all the brewers have the different different praise and uh, it's very quiet and uh, like intimate uh, like process of the brewing next slide yeah it's so the yeast starts to work so how it looks like the fermentation <laughs> it's very very intensive and 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 vigorous mm. and next slide yeah so these are two two watts for uh fermentation so in uh, most of the brewers are brewing always two two beers one week and one strong and after the when the fermentation is uh, is ending in the casking process we can mix the wort and make more like different beers uh, in different strength beers it depends for for if we brew for someone we know what strong what what beer he likes so we're mixing the these two different beers and then casking so uh, yeah and this is uh, like testing uh, if the fermentation is ended if this uh, match is is uh, the, we put them uh, the, the burning match on on the top of the like uh, under uh, on the fermentation what and we see if the match is still burning so the fermentation is uh, is over and if it's like uh, it's gone the fire so it's it's still fermenting so this is one of the ways how to 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 check if the fermentation is going on and it's ready to to cask the beer and the next yeah so uh, this is how the uh, the barrels and are prepared so it's just uh, we clean with the uh, hot water we always use this uh, these uh, barrels with the all with uh, in the basement and then we empty the barrel we, we drink all the beer we put a bit sugar in it and stick it and uh, keep it uh, before the next brew and uh, in the brew day we just un un untap it and clean it and and this is the process when the the brewer uh, uh, cleans with the hot water yeah so this is the like uh, uh, casking day and uh, the first what the brewer will do it will crop crop the yeast from the top of the brew of the fermentation and uh, this yeast will, will will keep for the next batch and uh, yep and um, uh, also uh, this this casking day is very it, it becomes sometimes like a festival because uh, brewer always invites the, the neighbors to this process and uh, just uh, all these men which we came to this process to, to, to cask we are checking the beer and uh, we have the opinion is it already finished or we, we need to to ferment it more and uh, yeah after 
after the fermentation, the brewer just tastes the beer, and if it's still not so bitter, he can add the uh, this hop tea, and that's so. This is like a brewer cask the beer. So as I told you in earlier, uh, the brewer can mix the words different word different words. Uh, weak and strong one, so we can make a lot of different beers and adding uh, mo- uh, to this cask more weak beer or or more strong beer, and even we can uh, make it different in bitterness. So adding uh, more hop tea will pro- provide more bitterness. So uh, some brewers. Uh, for example, Smith Simonitis, when he brews, he always knows what of this the woman don't like the uh, like bitter beer. So we will make uh, we will, we, he will mix more weak beer with some strong, and would not use would not add uh, uh, hop tea to this. If if he it makes uh, for some neighbor, he knows he likes very bitter beer, so he adds more hop tea to this. So blending hop tea and different words uh, make like it's possibility to make different different uh, beers in the taste. Yep, and uh, this is how the the uh, the people drink. So we pour the. <laughs> The, the beer to the jar and, and then it brings to the table. So it's like such a simple review of this, of the brewing process in, of the Swain farmhouse. Ariel. Okay. I think that was, yeah, that was fascinating. Um, let me see before we, we go on to, I'm um, still echoing someone before we go on to maybe talk about the beers themselves. Does anybody have any questions coming out of that? There was a lot in it. Um, Hi, Simonis. Hi, Richard here from uh, from Black Donkey Brewing in Ireland. Just curious, in between brews, how is the yeast stored and kept alive? Just in a in a jam jar, it doesn't look like it's going to stay alive for very long. Is there refrigeration or something used to store yeast? Actually, uh, the yeast are stored uh, uh, very s- different way how to store the the, the yeast, but mostly. Uh, we uh, pick it from the neighbor who is also brewing, and he and these yeast are always passing to the neighbors, and you always will have a, a fresh yeast, and we keep in keep it uh, in a refrigerator or in the well. In, in previous time, it was stored in the well, and in these districts where the the brews are not so often, we use uh, to to dry it. To mix, to, there is some uh, descriptions of it. We use uh, linen, and we put the linen in in the yeast, and then took it out, and then dry it, and then we the, this like linen put it to the fermentation to 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 work when we need. But but uh, the, the the yeast are stored just for for week or several or two weeks. Because all the neighbors are all also brewing, so we are sharing the yeast. So that, that is why 
we uh, we have VCs survived. <laughs> right. And um, actually, there's a question here. Dean has. Do you know the the pitch rate he uses for the yeast? Uh, so as you saw with jazz, so it's like one liter for one hundred liters of a beer. So it's something like that. But we we don't have such a uh, such a idea how we don't know. We don't we don't measure it. We just put it and see if it starts. If not, we put another spoon, and it's always uh, just you know we we, we have it. Yeah, uh, in, I think we, that's, that came across as well last week. Is that Lars was saying like you know there's no thermometers, there's no hydrometers. It's all just rule of you know use your fingers, yeah. and so everything's just kind of j- just experience. Yeah, it, it, there was such a like uh, I I have read and uh, about one like automation of the pitching yeast in 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 the to the wort we just uh, hanged the jar with the wort on the, this like in such a, like degree and uh, the wort was in 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 the jar and we put the yeast and the yeast were growing and flow floating down to the main board so this was like automatic <laughs> pitching so, because uh, it's it is high temperatures and uh, people are very with avoid to pitch, they mostly under pitch because we avoid to to avoid to be boiling, like boiling from this uh, huge amount of the of the yeast. We in Lithuania we call you spoiled the beer, you boiled it with the yeast because you put too much yeast and it started to. To, to to be like too vigorous and 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 the temperatures are increasing and and it ends with like uh, the beer is like looks like it's boiling. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, I I just wanted to ask about this someone commented there blending that that was interesting that all the beers the farmers beers they'd actually take a whole range and then after fermentation they'd mix the beers depending on who they're giving it to or what the occasion was. Yeah, it's uh, this this beer is. Uh, is uh, like still <coughs> fermenting by casking the, the beers it's it's when the some uh, like some sugars are still in in it and they do it for the reason uh, be, because uh, these these beers are made for for mostly for for uh, festivals or for gatherings big gatherings and uh, we mix these beers because we know that we are different people and we, and we drink different beers so we can mix one one cask of weak beer one strong one and in, in, in something in the middle the bitter one and so on so it's it's it was also strange for me when i found out this what we are doing nice also, we can do it like one beer. It's, it would be like you can drink it daily, and one would be very strong. Would would be for for some special occasion. And so. um, so I'll just go through two other questions that are here, and then maybe we'll go on to the thing. Why is sugar added to the empty casks? Mark wants to know. Uh, this is because to to keep pressure in it and to 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 to. To get to get rid of uh, oxygen, we don't clean the the, the casks bef- before next uh, uh, 
brew because you can spoil it if you put you, if you will clean it with water so some i don't know some will will the oxygen will be still in 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 this uh, barrels and uh, it can ruin it and some bacteria get inside and so on so on. so okay. we we just put some sugar and it's it it helps to to get rid of his oxygen and to get it under pressure. Um, okay. I'm um, just sorry. There's another one in here as well. Um, do you dry hop at all or is it just the hop tea typically? Uh, this is just hop tea. Uh, most, most because uh, I had have heard about this dry hopping and mostly said, says, Brewer says what this is like, you will get the headache next day if you dry out it <laughs> off. So, uh, but, but yeah, it's maybe some brewers dry hop it, but I, I actually, I haven't, um, I haven't met such a brew and, and, and haven't read anywhere about this. Okay. So mostly it's just a hop tea. Okay. Um, so yeah, so just, I think that's okay. So just one more question from the audience again from Brendan and is the beer clear or murky? Uh, it depends on the beer. If if it's, uh, for example, Captinis uh, beer and uh, Stone beer, Stone brew beer, they are more clear because of these processes, uh, because the proteins are like uh, degrades in such a temperatures, so it's more clear. But mostly, most of these beers, yeah, they are a bit cloudy. Okay. Okay, anybody else there wants to ask anything before we go on to maybe the, the exciting part of the day or the, the extra exciting part of the day? Yep. Bruno. Uh, Mara's here from Canvas Brewery. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, the blending, because in the old records of British brewing, that's what they would have one big mash and they would take off different the first wort and the second wort and the third wort. And then they would blend it depending what type of beer they were doing. So it, it's quite a similar process, nearly in a different in a different setting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, part of the reason also was that with the uh, the ingredients that people used in the old days, it wasn't necessarily predictable what result you were going to get. And so by blending afterwards, you could sort of adjust. They didn't. It's different when you're using industrial malts and when. Um, you were making them yourself, and also when the quality depended on the weather. That's so. yeah. So, okay. So, who wants to? Do you think it's time to move on to trying one of the beers? I don't know. It's depend on you. <laughs> you will have the beers. <laughs> who wants to try them? Yeah. Why not? I have some so, uh, some work involving a circular saw later this afternoon, so I think I'm going to restrict myself to one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so this is a lager, is it? Similous? Yeah, so this the, the first beer is uh, number 31. It's called... Uh, the, na- this, the name is 31 because of... We have we are brewing every year the beer for Lithuanian independence. So it's 31st uh, birthday of Lithuania. And uh, actually, this brew we decided to, to make in uh, such a a bit uh, interesting way we decided to brew how 
uh, many farmhouse, commercial farmhouse brewers are uh, brewing the beer. We using the lager yeast, and uh, we actually do not control the uh, lager uh, like t- temperatures, and we allow to raise the temperatures to because we don't control it. It uh, r- 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 the temperatures are rising, and it becomes very uh, like like ale. Uh, so, uh, actually, this beer is such a uh, like back view of the uh, Lithuanian uh, brewing scene, and it's like very first commercial brewers uh, were make made brewing the beers, and actually uh, also it is infused with the birch, birch leaves, and because of this is like interpretation of. Uh, because many f- farmhouse brewers use the birch to clean the vats and uh, some intensively puts the uh, this birch to the mash and it gets a bit uh, birch flavor so you can taste it and you can you can feel it okay. Lars is, is drinking the water <laughs> so uh, anyone Opinion. Already tasted it. <laughs> yeah, the um, the nose on it is super fruity. It's, I can't I can't put my name on. It. I'm almost thinking like rhubarb. There's a fruity fruity note of it. It's lovely as soon as I open the bottle, hmm. and um, it's got a nice dry finish. Yeah. Mm. So so how we made it this beer? So it was uh, we. The day before the the main brew day, we just uh, mixed the birch leaves with the mashing water, and uh, then we used it uh, for later for mashing. And so this taste is is from the birch leaves, which we used for this mashing water. And how much? How many? What weight of birch leaves per liter? How many grams per uh, liter? It, it also we as a farmhouse brewers we we didn't measure it so just we put a bunch of uh, birch and uh, and and leave, leave it for the night so it's and then this is this is mashed using what technique this is no boil presumably this is still raw no no it's it's uh, this all the the beers we brew in in our brewery we we. Actually, we need to boil because uh, it it doesn't keep good if you won't boil it, and it's not good for shelf time. So we we boil it, but some of these beers are uh, we will have a next one, so it will be boiled just for five minutes to to not to boil all with all this like uh systematic like time 60 minutes or 90 minutes but it's just boiled for five minutes to get rid of proteins because we we are not good for shelf time mm. is that a, like that's obviously a compromise you're you're doing because i remember last week you said that since COVID happened that you've had to adapt because you're not selling through bars as much you're selling to supermarkets and you've had to adapt pasteurizations and stuff is this part of that ad- adaptation or were you uh, this is like, uh, yeah, it's like this is our adaptation, and, and uh, actually, we never say what we we brew the real farmhouse uh, beer because I I don't think it's 
you can actually can make commercial brew. You can't compare it to the, any uh, real non-commercial brews because all these beers and com commercial farmhouse we have some optimizations to 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 get have the better shelf time or or better view of some of some of the brewers we um, uh, commercial brewers we uh, we don't boil the the the, the wort but we use some filters to to clear the the wort the beer after this so so that, so it's 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 if you want as i told in previous session if you want to taste a real uh, farmhouse sale so you need to 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 go to directly to the to the brewery of this farmhouse brewers uh, or to the countryside <coughs> and to to get it from the non-commercial uh, brewer the the steep is it a hot steep of the birch leaves or is it a cold steep of the birch leaves it is like uh, we, we did, like a uh, green tea so you, we use it in 70 celsius we step it and uh, overnight yeah, yeah it, it gives lovely aroma it's really yeah that's lovely and is that temperature kept constant overnight or is it just starts no, out no no we just we just leave it left it and it's not it wasn't controlled actually you don't need to leave it for 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 a night i think it's the same result you will get by stepping for two hours or one hour it will be the same we just uh, like uh, saving our time so we just left it for the night <laughs> not to wait and, and just that that is an attempt it's not that that's what people were doing the time this is an attempt kind of inference that they were using the birch as the filter is it and this uh, mimicking a bit or actually uh, the birch is and also people uh, think about the birch as antiseptic uh, like uh, plant and mm -hmm. uh, the same as a juniper in the norway they use the juniper tea for for brewing so in lusania this the, the, the birch, birch tea is uh, used mostly for for this like antiseptic reasons and and we use uh, to to clean the vats also we as i saw many how uh, farmhouse brewers we put and leave it in the in this mashing water <coughs> just to to make it hot like this this uh, like we use the same water for the cleaning and uh, we clean, uh, we, we step this bitch, uh, how it whisks in, uh, in, uh, in this brewing water. And after we, we clean it because we, we get the hot from this and, and clean all the vats. So it's the idea of the brewing, it was uh, from, from this like uh, tradition or something like it. That seems to be kind of typical. And in, in Norway, it's the same. You you clean with juniper infusion first, and then you use it in the beer. And some places in Denmark, they cleaned with uh, wormwood infusion. And then they mm -hmm. also used wormwood in the beer. So this using the cleaning agent in the beer itself seems to be... Uh... So we will have a last beer with Captinus, so you will feel the wormwood in this beer. Uh, so... Also, wormwood will be included in the beers. <laughs> so, so the birch in this, it's just birch leaves, no bark, no wood. You just take the leaves off the sticks and put them in. 
No, no, we put it with the sticks. We we, we put the, like a uh, birch whisks because it's very uh, like it's it's much easier to collect the these birch leaves with all the with all the like wood. You just cut some part of this uh, of this birch, and uh, then you collect all this this leaves. So you you we use it like. We put the whisks in 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 uh, the water. Well, whatever it is, I've never, I don't think I've ever tasted birch before. But uh, your use of it is much better than Budweiser's use of it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it's and as I told about the fermentation, it's uh, it's a lager yeast. We pitch it, pitched it in like twelve. Uh, Celsius, and we al- allow it to raise it up to 20 Celsius. So it's actually uh, many commercial farmhouse brewers are doing that, and we use the lager yeast, uh, and b- because we have no any fermentation control system of of of, of the, so we leave and allow to to temperatures to raise. So some that is why some some. Like, uh, people who are trying uh, the farm, the Serenian farmhouse beers, we think that we are all the ales, but not all of the, of these beers are ales. Some of these are lagers brew, uh, fermented in such a way. Yeah. And did you have to make any this... changes to the? Brew... Sorry, Richard. Did you have to make any changes to the brewing process or brewery layout? To... Uh, sorry, I I haven't heard you. <laughs> Sorry, Richard, you go ahead. I was just going to ask, is this force carbonated before packaging or is it re-fermented in the bottle? It was, this one is uh, force carbonated. It's a bit, we had, we like, we, the brighting tank was used to carbonate it. Christina, what do you think? <laughs> I think, I, I think it's really lovely. Like I, like Richard said, I get a lot um originally on the, on the aroma and the nose, it's really quite fruity. Um, and that kind of follows through. I think with with the flavor, and I think it's really nice. And I've never had birch before myself, so I'm really really enjoying it. Mm. Is birch actually in, is birch sap ever used as a as a fermentable? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, the, the birch sap is the source of the like uh, of uh, of uh, good water because because in this northern region in Lithuania, the, all the water is very hard. So the birch sap is one of the uh, sources of the soft water, and actually we also brew the beers. The beer, the beer, will be released next week with the birch sap. So yeah, it was even the snow was melted to get the soft water. So people were using the snow <laughs> for 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 this reason. So it was tradition. <clears throat> Traditional farmhouse brewing was a very seasonal. Or did it go on all year long? Yeah, it it it's just very like artistic. You can <laughs> all the brewers are, are making uh, the the beers from the the sources which are nearby by by hand. So we use snow, we use <laughs> bridge sap, or we can use our ingredients which are by by hand. So that is why farmhouse brewers um like artists mm-hmm. <laughs> and. None of this. This wasn't done in wooden equipment. Uh, this one not. This because we used to like to brew it like modern Lithuanian 
farmhouse lager or something like this. It's, it sounds strange, but uh, this is like we want to make like modern Lithuanian style beers. Uh, so this is one of of these which which has some uh, some like yep. it's, it's just correct inspired by Lithuanian farmhouse brewing, but not real farmhouse brew. So ne next two of these of the beers would be like real, uh, we call it real, but the, the one uh, future we boil it, so it's not a real, <laughs> because real is uh, not bo not boiled. But but all the uh, mashing techniques are, uh, where we do it in, in wooden, casks, vats, and uh, and we used to use um, hop tea and so on, all the traditional. So we can go to this uh, next, uh, this beer, Moko Mokas. Uh, uh, this is stone brew, and actually it's, uh, it's uh, like, the, I, I think one of the uh, beers which are brewed from all the Lithuanian ingredients. So this is uh, malt is from local malster. The hops are also Lithuanian. So it's a bit more. It, and the taste is very raw. <laughs> and um, we used to we introduce the hot stones in the mash, and uh, you can I think you you will feel some mineralization minerals of the stones in the taste. So uh, actually. This is this brew is brewing the 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 brew of this beer is like uh, meditation for us. We 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 gather all the brewers and 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 making this beer because it consumes a lot of physical work, and uh, you need to to make a big fire inside of a brewery house brewery yet, and uh, we have like huge wooden vats. Maybe I can I will try to upload the. The if it the presentation I don't know if it will work again I don't know okay. some yes maybe the internet is slow in my country. Lithuania had the fastest one in Europe last I heard. Yeah, yeah, but I I am in the corner of Lithuania, so it's like near Belarus. Yep, I think it's it won't work, but yeah, it's we use. All these technique very similar to this uh, farmhouse brewers and and uh, uh, just one one uh, like feature separates it because it's boiled for five minutes. If that's not working, uploading. If you want to try, you can do the share screen and pick your. Um, ah, okay. I and can, can uh, the application that might work. I'm not sure how well it works, but okay, I will try. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so while you're just doing that, um, the Simonitis yeast that you mentioned and that Lars mentioned last week, is that still, is that, or a variation of that, is it now commercially available or does he still keep it very, very So, yeah, actually this beer is uh, used, we used the Simonitis yeast with this, but actually this is commercial yeast, which is like uh, cleaned without any bacteria and not like and the Lars could explain the the yeast are not the like 
Yeah, there's uh, there's many strains in the original culture, but yeah. in the commercial ones, there's only one strain that they've picked out. Okay. Yep, yep. So this is uh, such a yeast, and uh, actually, it could not it be performed a bit different, but yet it's it's very vigorous fermentation. It's it's in fatty five. We use fatty fatty. 32 degrees to to to, uh, to ferment with with beer. So I I know you, I would like to hear some opinions. Just <laughs> on the on the lager, the first one, um, you said you didn't control the yeast or you didn't control the fermentation temperature. Do you know what it peaked at? What your pitch temperature and your peak temperature were? We were con- we were in in the first. Uh, like beer, we 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 just allowed to raise the temperature to twenty degrees, and then we started to control to to avoid the mistakes. But uh, for this beer, we used to pitch it thirty two and uh, allowed to raise it to to pitch it at thirty and allowed to raise it to thirty two. So that fermentation temperatures are uh, such a from thirty to thirty two. Oops. Oh, Alexei. Uh, some, yeah, you can see me. Yeah, yeah. I, can see, I thought um, I thought maybe the the thing had uploaded. So, Chris, so the second one, Christina, what's your opinion? So, I, I on the initial aroma, I got actually some hints of like raisins and and some kind of like dark fruits, and then um, drinking it, it's quite smoky um, and in, like a lovely way with like a little bit of sweetness to it as well. I'm really enjoying it, um, but yes, quite smoky, which I guess you get from, of course, the stones. Um, and, and that and that technique, um, but really interesting, quite 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 good. I like this. <laughs> yeah, it's the taste is very rustic, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the stones actually uh, also you can get more smoky taste or less smoky taste. It depends on the stones how hot you how hot the stone is. If the stone is like in uh, red red hot. Like the color of the stone is red when he, you 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 heat it, so the uh, you can get more smoky taste. When it is white, it's it means it's more uh, more hot, so you will get more caramel. And uh, yes, it's, and actually this beer is made just from uh, simple Lithuanian malt, like Pilsner malt. Mm-hmm. And uh, no other malt, such a caramel malt, is not no added. This always, this color and uh, taste is uh, of the malt is from this caramelization and uh, of the hot stones. And so, so you let me follow that the process. So, so you just mash the malt, you put in the hot stones to heat it up, and then went from there. Yep, yep. First, we need to we used like. We infuse the, the the mesh with a, the, the malt with a hot water, and uh, later we we put uh, the the hot stones in in it. And uh, also, you you can uh, vary it with the with the, the taste if you want to more smoky, so you can make a mesh more thick, and uh, then the the in the, then the caramelization is more. You can get more caramelization from it. If you will have a more liquid mesh, so it will be like lighter in color and so on. So always we get the different. You can you 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 can you never can repeat this 
in the same, completely the same result. So this BA is always uh, different over like dash batches. And do you have any? And who? Do you have any thing on the number of stones or the size of the stones, or mm -hmm. use the same ones every time, or how? Do yeah, you, you, we like we and brewers, old brewers, we just take the like. Uh, the fist like such a such a stones in in, in such a hut, and uh, also you you need to to put as much stones as uh, as you can see the the temperature is is, is raised to that uh, lautering temperature, and <clears throat> actually it depends on the brewer. So that is strange, but uh, also people call it the same as the, the oven beer. We call it kept is because we we think we we also <laughs> baking them the mash with, on this, the same way the stones and also the stones heated in a wood fire uh, yeah we just make a wood fire outside in 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 brewery yard uh, and uh, we put all these stones and is it just experience that tells you the right stones that aren't going to explode when you heat them or shatter when you put them in the liquid or that there's got to be a risk with stones. Yeah, you can, boom. yeah, it 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 happens, but uh, <clears throat> so in in the modern brewery, it's it's you need to we have uh, you can complete with your like uh, broken pump because some s small parts of uh, uh, of uh, of the stones can can get into that pump, but yeah, we have all already we're brewing it for. Uh, six years or seven years and we already have found out the techniques how to avoid these broken uh, stones but they could they could explode and, and and crash and that's what i think lars was saying last week that there's like piles of broken stones are common across northern europe yes yeah. there's um there are a lot of finds like that uh, because yeah, as you reuse them, eventually they shatter, no matter what kind of stone it is. Yeah, and I know Morris has uh, uh, an interest in that. Yeah, yeah but uh, I think the Norwegians, I don't know, maybe, but they used to, mostly they used to the stones to heat the water, but not the mesh. It's the difference. No, I don't know. Of, uh, I've never, ever found a description of anyone using the stones to heat the water. So... Mm -hmm. Every single description from Russia and Austria and Belarus and Estonia and Norway, it's always the stones and the mash. Ah, okay. I, I don't know that nobody used it in the water, but I've never seen a description of it. Iceland would be the place to go and just direct a little lava stream right into the mash tun. That'd be perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, they stopped growing grain around the year 1000 yeah. because of erosion. Yeah. So they have the they have the heating, but they don't. They don't have any malt. Morris, did you try this one yet? Did I what? No, no. Lars <laughs> <laughs> and Morris Moss. Um, I get you. I think you you get confused. I no. I was talking to to Moss there from Canvas. Uh, if you tried this one yet, he's kind of gone faded on us. Actually, I only found out. I found out about a week ago that you can. There is one brewery in Ireland making raw ales. I only found out last week. Otherwise, I could have tried to get him along. Who's that? Um, <laughs> um, Otterbank. Oh, is he? Up in Donegal. 
Um, I haven't tried him. I don't know any, but I was Declan, it's from, you know, he's the brewer in Yellowbelly and he's mm. Otter Bank up there. So turns out he's doing some raw whales. I didn't know that either. Well, and this, this whole thing reminds me of, um, so there's an archaeology group called the Moore Group and they did an experimental project, um, Fulkfia Brewing, where they brewed with hot stones to sort of recreate ancient Irish ales. And this just, this all just sort of reminds me of that. And it's, it's very, it's really cool to kind of taste something that might be quite similar. Um, hmm. Yeah, the difference, uh, I suppose, on this is, again, I keep going back to Lars' book, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the difference between trying to recreate something versus, like, in Lithuania, it's still alive, you know. Mm. Whereas if you're trying to recreate, you've no idea what you're trying to recreate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So actually, uh, this uh, tradition to put the stones in, and it's uh, now it's some brewers put the iron. So I, I think it's still alive in Latvia for some, Latgalia. The Lars also, I, I think he knows the brewer. Yeah. It's also alive in um, in Russia, Vologda Oblast in the in the far eastern end. It's also still alive, uh, and in Belarus. But uh, I think oh, and in Finland, in Finland, there's actually a commercial brewer who uh, grew up in the stone brewing tradition. He's he's selling um, commercial stone beer. Hmm. But in uh, in Norway, it's dead, and uh, in Denmark, it's dead, and in Sweden, they actually. Uh, the Ethnographic Institute managed to get one description of stone brewing. And there was a historian who got so interested, he he went there and he wanted to talk to the sources. But uh, it turned out they were dead. And when they toured the district, they found nobody else who knew anything about it. So he was he was a few years too late, unfortunately. And this was in the 1940s. I see some cars here saying that in Tennessee, there's one Bosco's beer and they do a, they do a stone technique. They do that top stone as well. I didn't know about. So it, it's it hasn't quite fully died out yet, um, even even outside Lithuania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I we have last beer. This uh, like Kiptinis beer, the Owen beer that that the Lars can't taste. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, this beer, if you have already opened it, so. Uh, as uh, as I told you in previous session, I said that we used uh, just about fifty percent of the baked uh, mash in this beer. Of course, it, it's very hard to to bake all the mash, and because it's really not all the bakeries have such uh, ovens, uh, so we we have. Uh, for one batch, we have 200 kilos of um, of um, of the malt, so we bake 100 of, uh, uh, kilos of of the malt in a, in a, an oven, not a malt but a mash. <clears throat> so how do we do? We we uh, mash it in a wooden wooden uh, vats, and uh, then we 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 leave it for maybe two hours because uh, for for the baked uh, for the baked beer you need to to the the malt to 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 soak with the water very well 
and it, it in, increase the caramelization of the of this. Uh, if you will be very, very fast, and you will uh, just mash for just for half an hour or so on, so it, you will have more more burn burned uh, taste, not not uh, not that caramel, and uh, mm, so. Uh, so we after the mesh we we put the mesh in the such a metal uh, pans and and, and uh, bring it to the bakery which is near nearby our brewery and uh, we bake it in this for we bake the, the these breads and we we bring it to our brewery and, and put it to the Lauteton. Uh, so also we use some warm wood uh, in this beer, so you can feel in the taste such a strange bitterness. So it's uh, because also it was tradition in, in, in Captain's uh, region to, to, to put warm wood. So you can, if, if anyone can feel <laughs> this warm wood taste, yeah, anyone taste the wormwood? Or would you recognize wormwood? Is is there hop tea added to this one as well, Simonis? Yes, yes, the hop tea. This is also baked, uh, brewed uh, the traditional way, except we boiled it. So, so, but but we add the hop tea to the at the end of the boil. We boil it without just a little bit of hops. We add in the boil process. And uh, then we mix, after the boiling, we mix with a uh, hop tea. And the bitterness is a bit different. So when uh, also when the mash loaf comes back from... Uh, so, sorry? Really dry at that point. When the mash comes back from the bakery yep. and you put it in the louder ton, presumably it's quite dried then. So do you break it up and then you add sparge water to yep. it, essentially? Yep, yep. We actually we have uh, we also have uh, like we are mashing the rest of the malt and then we transfer it to the lauten and then we put the we crushed the breads so we mix uh, this uh, uh, the rest of the mash. But actually, many brewers in in in, in countryside we. They left leave some uh, uh, mash not baked, cause also because I think it's also useful to, but the rest of enzymes we still working and and we can get these different sugars from from uh, even from a baked uh, bread. So so the mixing with the the not. Baked mash with a baked mash is, is, is it's it's we use so often because all these uh, ovens are very not not so so large to 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 bake all the all the mash, <clears throat> but yep uh, traditionally it's like we leave some just twenty percent of the of the of the mash unbaked, but uh, we 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 uh, we we can't do it because we have not set our bakery. Can't bake such a such amount of the of the, of the breads, so we use like fifty percent of this mash baked. And the shape of the baking tins is important. Is it the dimensions? Yeah, uh, 
it it should be not flat. It should be like uh, like ten ten minimum t- fifteen or ten centimeters in high. So you need to to have like uh, not a flat pan because you will burn it and uh, and not you you can you can you won't get a caramelization in it. So you need a quite high uh, pan for this. And also you need to, the thickness of the mesh is very important because if you will have very thick mesh, you will burn it. And if you have too liquid, the, all, the me- all the mesh will run off the pans and you will, you, the bakery will be very <laughs> angry on us because we will clean maybe two days with ovens. <laughs> yeah, I saw pictures uh, again. Lars, you had pictures of your attempts to, to do it um, at home. Yeah, that was, that was horrendous, but it was too high temperature. Um, I was experimenting with the temperatures to, to, get the, to see how to get the caramelization and get all the water out. And uh, the sugary liquid that ran over, that was, oh my God. I had to give up on that pan in the end. Yep. yep. So uh, actually, what is the, in in Lithuania with all the stones, stone uh, ovens? What the difference is with com- com- comparing with uh, electric ovens? Because you, when you bake in electric oven, you have you always keep the constant uh, temperature, and uh, and in in this uh, like. Uh, Traditional ovens, the temperature is slightly dropping down, but not not so so fast. So it's very hard to to bake it in electric oven. And uh, the bakery which is uh, which which bakes for us uh, um, these breads, we have electric ovens, but the walls of the of the of the oven are from the stone. So we we behave uh, very similar to this. Uh, traditional oven so we start to to at the the similar temperatures at 280 300 and we later we turn off these uh, ovens and the temperature is slightly uh, falling down <clears throat> so many home brewers we we have these mistakes or not mistakes just we have such a ovens and we we leave these temperatures constant and and we like a burnout this mesh so about Moss do you, how does this differ from any other beers you've tasted or is it what can you spot similar or different anyone yeah, I'm saving mine for later <laughs> Christina what, what? well yeah it's it's quite bready um, which which I like um, which you kind of expect wouldn't you um, with with a, with some nice multi sweetness in there Um trying to think of what it could be compared to nothing is coming to mind like off the top of my head but it's very it's it's really like nice and bready with a with like a little hint of sweetness it's quite lovely yeah i, I just forget to say what what is one third of this uh, mash bill is is raya so it's a lot of rye in it so it mm. has raya taste also you can definitely get that now that i know that there's there's a that little bit of sharpness that little bit that comes from from rye, um, actually, this is actually I'm, I made a malt tonic last year with a very similar technique where you it was um, just a basic pilsner malt, and then um, with rye, 
actually as well. And it was similar because we, you had to bake it in the oven first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you got a really bright texture, but differently from this in, in that it was flat. So they wanted you to make almost like a cracker-like, cookie-like texture, um, quite thin, and you'd break it apart. And then you'd all those, like, biscuit, right, basically, and just chuck that in and then boiled it again. Um, and so, yeah, definitely quite bready kind of flavors that I got to that, but that might just simply because it's the rye and, and, and a bit mm. baked um, with caramel nuts. But yeah, quite interesting. Yep, yep. Moss is coming and going there. I just wonder what he thought of it. He's coming in and out. Uh, yeah. In my head, my first thought is, what is 100% here like? Will it be even further caramel? And the, the other thought I had was, what's the origin red ale? Sorry, you broke up on us there. Hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're, you're coming back again. Yeah, you kind of broke up on us there just for a second. Yeah, but my thought was I'd love to taste 100% uh, Captina's, as in with 100% bait, would the caramel really come through? And, and my other random thought was... Uh, I wonder where the origin of the Irish red ale stems from. As in, was there techniques of similar thing at some stage in Ireland prehistory? It it could be. <laughs> could be stones, I guess. It could be also with stones, but but you won't get with such a color from, from the stones. You you need a lot of stones. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so anyone else have a comment on it or anything else on the specifics of the beer? So this was mashed so yeah so you took this it's in wooden stuff you did 55 percent i think you said was baked and was it 50 percent of this mesh mesh bill is malt bill is baked 50 percent like unbaked so the color and everything is this is like clean pilsner malt and 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 and, uh, raya malt and all the color they were mixed before you kind of separated them to be baked, or yeah, we we also we bake all the raya and and just just a bit of uh, of uh, uh, like barley. <clears throat> we don't use the the raya in unbaked part, so all the raya is baked. And here is about I think it's fifty kilos of of the raya. And so 50 kilos of the barley is is going for for this uh, baked part, and the rest 100 of the barley pilsner malt it's it's an unbaked part. I'm curious. Pilsner malt is next, kind of the next step. Um, distillation, traditional distillation in Lithuania, were the same or similar techniques used to prepare a wort or a wash that was going to go on to make some sort of spirit. Or was distillation and beer brewing two completely separate enterprises? Yeah, it's it's uh, completely separate because uh, to to distill is uh, we have n- n- not so many distillers, only the huge ones, and uh, <coughs> the the small ones is is not legal. And but we uh, we used to boil the rye in a, a huge vats, and and then we put the yeast in, in all the mash and then they distill this. Right. So so it's 
we don't, we, we don't bake it, but we, we, we boil the rye. And rye is a typical grain used for distillation in Lithuania? Yep, it's typical. It's like, uh, if you, <laughs> it's a, like, if you want to get real stuff, so you, you need to search for the rye. <laughs> so mostly, and it's very bready taste and, 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 and these spirits are very bready. I'm going to just jump in here because we have a question about um, would it be possible to import some of these to, to Ireland for people to try? Well, um, I checked because Dundulis, you can order these beers directly from their website, um, Dundulis.lt. Um, they'll ship them directly to you. Yeah, but if to Ireland, it takes some time <laughs> to ship. <laughs> well, that's only because they get lost in Germany. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Germans inspect, inspected it for the six days, I think. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. But um, you you can get them. They will. You can order them on their website. Um, but I don't know if there's anyone importing them directly as a like that volume. No, uh, no, we we don't export these beers because I think it's yeah. But we could, we can do it. But but still, we it's very very hard process and. Uh, like consuming a lot of time and and we are not ready to export in like great quantities and but yeah in small we we, we could make it we can make it <clears throat> yeah. so are you one of the like what's the situation in lithuania now with regards commercial farmhouse breweries are you one of the like how many besides yourself are actually doing close to you know the like a, apart from the the real countryside ones there's then the ones that are kind of commercial like yourselves are there any breweries that are kind of doing what you're doing uh i don't think the, the, we do the, these like stone beers and and uh and even bake baked we have one uh, one brewer in the countryside is commercial cheeses who makes the baked uh, uh Baked ale, as he is, thinks, but he actually the Captainis beers we have different uh, different meanings in different places of Lithuania. So, actually, uh, Chizas, uh, brewer, this commercial brewer Chizas, he actually bakes the grains, not a mash in 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 a oven. So, so this is his version of 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 Captainis, and uh, other other commercial brewers we. Mostly use uh, like infusion mashing, and because uh, uh, yet it's it's it 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 takes too too much time and too much efforts to, to on on such a commercial scale to make uh, BS with the hot stones. So we have like six brewers at at that brewing session. It's like it's not real commercial thing, but it's like. Uh, like a station for us, we just brewing for to enjoying this process, and we do it just four times in in a year. For example, this stone brew, because it's in every spring, every summer, uh, autumn, and, and winter. So it's like like some more like uh, our small tradition of of our breweries. And so, like, I, I guess coming around to just a broader thing, like, where's it going to go from here? You know, I mean, if you look at it, I was thinking about this during the week, you know, anybody who's been to Lithuania, you know, 
it's very proud of traditions and history and the food is still you can get traditional food everywhere and for any Irish people here they do things with potatoes that nobody's ever imagined um, but you know if the beer is dying out is there any kind of identification in the government that you know this is a unique culture worth preserving and that you know to try and keep get beer tourism and that would regenerate the countryside where people are leaving and is there any kind of recognition of that uh actually sadly but for 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 last years we have very crazy government in Lithuania, which were just sobers and uh, we were trying to increase the taxes and to 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 do everything to 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 get rid of uh, uh, alcohol in in in, in even so the this t- increasing of the taxes influenced of very influenced influenced and uh, on the bad side to the uh, this farmhouse brewers commercial farmhouse brewers and uh, we are not very competitive in 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 this uh, scene uh, commercial scene and, and and many craft brewers now are, are uh, taking the play all the like we have, we are getting growing craft brewers are growing on this uh, farmhouse brewers at that site so we are a bit dying but uh, there is real commercial farmhouse brewers who are still uh, alive and and I think uh, we are, that is why we, we are doing very good farmhouse brew such a breweries like Suputa and Palunishkes with Chizas, uh, also Yovaru, which is famous for their um, uh, yeast. Also, uh, the brewer from Panevezi uh, Spinavosalutis. So these brewers are very good in, in, in like, in, in good shape, and we are still uh, brewing the good beers. Uh, but we, yeah, we have now new government, and we are doing everything to 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 do to to make uh, better space for the brewers. And I think uh, in the in next two months we will work on this. We have founded uh, such a organization of small brewers and and uh, and invited also farmhouse brewers to join to this, and we will work on on this. So I think uh, this tradition will survive. <clears throat> but yep, and uh, in these non-commercial brewers are very, very uh, now like or renaissance of these com- non-commercial brewers. People are making more and more these traditional uh, farmhouse beers in 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 in, in the side uh, in the countryside. Because the taxes were increased, and we uh, just for practical reason we are thinking that we are, I will better to make my my beer my own beer and not to to buy from the shop because it's too expensive for me, and and that this this uh, farmhouse brewers in countryside we uh, will the renaissance of these brewers and now so, is in the same. So so they intended to to drive beer out, and they had the opposite effect. <laughs> Yep, yep. It's but uh, they do the opposite effect. But uh, but sadly for these farmhouse commercial farmhouse brewers, we, the impact was not 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 good. But yep, because even we wanted to to 
to forbid to sell uh, the beers in soup in in the like festivals. Uh, so it's very crazy idea. This we had very <laughs> crazy government last four years. Yeah, because I because I don't know. I was just thinking, like I said during the week, you know, you'd think there's a there's a huge amount of EU money waiting there just to kind of come in to promote the tourism and regenerate the countryside and you know it sounds like some and it's culture you know a unique culture it sounds like something the eu would just be throwing money at if if you come to them yeah yeah, yeah but as i told we had such a government and we we yeah. just uh, positioned as lithuanians as a, a largest drunkers in in uh, europe and and always uh, showed the tables that we are on the first place consuming alcohol. So we answered. That was like one of the tricks we used in politics. And so we used, we have this, this tricks made very bad situation now in Lithuania. Okay. Anyone have any comments on the, the beers? Any last comments or anything? Because I suppose we, we'll have to let people go soon. Um, on anything you heard, anything, the beers themselves? Any questions on the techniques again? No, I could just say for my part that I, Lithuania has gone way up on my list of places to visit, <laughs> largely because of its brewing heritage. Um, mm-hmm. I'd love to go over that in person mm-hmm. and experience it firsthand. Yeah, um, it's, it, but it sounds, it doesn't, it sounds to me a bit reminiscent of what's going on or what has gone on here in terms of government selling out indigenous industry to macro manufacturers and we're probably too late we're trying like hell to do something about it but in terms of traditional irish brewing that was washed away 200 years ago and there's there's virtually no trace of it left um so sincerely hope that lithuania can maintain its heritage and maintain its traditions because once it's gone it's very very hard to get it back so yeah power to the brewer yep well hopefully like little things like this will help at least raise awareness. I mean, I had three things down here. I was saying that if we if we manage these three things, we wouldn't be doing too bad. And one is that people were interested and they can go off and buy Lars's book. Um, the other one was then, like I said, Dundulis, you can buy the beers. So you can go out now and just go and order today. You know, go to Dundulis.lt and order some and see what, you know, see what makes them different. And then the last thing was, yeah, maybe people will go to Lithuania and try it out. There is... Um, what, what is it, VilniusInLove.com, do beer tours. Um, and, you know, they seem to be the only ones who are doing it. But maybe maybe someone will, you know, maybe it can, if people start going there, more more tours, um, tours can open up and that because, well, it's worth, it's a country worth visiting anyway, even without the beer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it is a nice country. And like I said, for any Irish people, like there's things they do with potatoes that you won't believe. So... <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but and I want to say many thanks for for you and 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 even and Lars, actually, uh, these interested interests in the Swain Farmhouse Brewery very encourages us to make these beers, and even encourages all these small brewers, because uh, I often uh, going to the countryside and I show the Lars book or any other books or, or any texts to the these brewers and encouraging them to to brew in traditional way and in com- and commercial brewers and, and, and non-commercial brewers and 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 people really enjoying 
that interest but that people from foreign countries are interested in this because yep uh, as as you know i think in in all the uh, like lithuanians we we have very skeptic skeptic view for of this farmhouse we think it's not not good quality and and so on but um, but when may we hear some compliments and and from the foreign or tourists so we uh, encourage themselves and to brew yeah i think it's the same everywhere i mean yeah you, you kind of you know don't appreciate what you have until someone else tells you really do you yep. okay um sorry just one more question here before we, we go um if someone's looking to if they can't source lithuanian malt or hops what's the closest alternative they can use uh malt yeah malt or hops malt hops uh, I think I think for Hordum themselves, you would probably be the same with the normal noble hops, like sauce or something. Is I I noble hops, okay. Uh, yep, uh, I've, we use in in our brewery we use sauce hops and or such a all the uh, noble hops, any noble hops of continental Czech Czech or German hops. Okay. So, and we, and it's better to use it in the leaf form, not the uh, pellets, because you will need to boil, boil the hop tea, so the pellets is not <laughs> good for this. So we, you need to boil leaf hops. Okay, so, yeah, so boil your... That, okay. Okay, um, anybody, got a, anybody else have anything? Um, kind of don't want to leave a go, but um, everybody's been here a long time, so I suppose we have to let you go sometime. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'd like to say thanks to Simonis and Lars and Brian for putting it together. It's been very, very interesting. It's uh, definitely time well spent. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Thank you for organizing this. Yes, thank you so much for for organizing this. This is wonderful. I've learned so much. So thank you for for all of us. Yeah, no, and I just want to thank Lars and Simonis for donating so much time. You know, um, like I said, hopefully we'll achieve one of the We'll get some little bit of interest um, and people might go to Lithuania a bit more um, once we're all traveling again, which I believe is going to be very soon. I hope. If you've been listening to this, you probably enjoy visiting a brewery and trying to, you know, tour it, learn who the people are who make the brew, make the beers, um, see how they do it, and just get to know the local of the specifics of that particular brewery. Um, you've probably also found out that it's quite difficult to identify which brewers allow visitors. Many don't because they don't have space, they don't have time. A lot of breweries are gypsy brewers; they don't have their own facilities. So try to dig all that out can be quite hard. That's why I set up brewerivisits.eu. Um, it's a list of, it's a directory of brewers that allow and welcome visitors. You know, it, it might be that they have set up tours, you know, kind of tours arranged, or that you can just call them and they're, they're quite happy to show you around. It's still growing. We have about 300 brewers in there out of about, thousands that i went through 
so if, if you're interested in actually finding a brewer to visit when you're traveling around Europe, then check out brewerryvisits.eu.